Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this Sunday Satsang. It's a beautiful day here in Sonoma. The sun is shining. Greenery everywhere. Before we begin, let's take a moment just to arrive. So wherever you are, just find a comfortable place to be, comfortable position. Pull your spine straight a bit and open your shoulders. Close your eyes, lighten your mind. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Relax your facial muscles. Think of a flower unfolding. Relax your neck. Shoulders, spine, soften the belly and get grounded, grounded. Bring your mind to that gentle rise and fall happening at the belly with each breath. Nothing more. How sweet it feels when you just connect with the breath, life-giving breath. Breath is coming and going, heart is beating. What a wonderful instrument this body is. As we look at our life, all the things that we busy ourselves with, all the aspirations, gain and loss, we experience. But the most important thing is the vegetation of this breath and beating of our heart. In absence of these two, everything becomes meaningless.
let's welcome a breath of gratitude for this gift, this divine gift. How can we utilize this gift that we have been given in a meaningful way? Meaningful way. May we engage in thoughts and actions interactions that enrich our own life and life of those connected with me. Nothing is worth losing the peace in our heart. Thank you for taking this time. It's such a blessing to sit in good company every week. And my heart is so full just to see our extended family scattered all over the globe and carving out this little time just to be a little quiet and be with each other. As you know, this month has been dedicated to just going back to the basics I have talked about necessity of a practice, challenges with the practice, need to have a spiritual mentor, teacher, guru, I forget what I talked about last week, but I'm sure it was good. <laughs> Today I will talk about mantra. In our practice, people who are connected with the ashram, who are connected with me, are given a mantra to practice. And I have also met many who have a mantra, probably they picked it up from some, somewhere, in the 60s, the mantras were just being given to everybody by everybody. And 
So people have, oh, I have a mantra, but I really don't know what it means. And I just say it once in a while. Is that good enough, Babaji? Babaji said, yeah, something is better than nothing. What is a mantra? The meaning of mantra, mantra. Man means mind. Tra means that which protects it. That which protects the mind. How does a mantra protect the mind? Mind is like a house. All kinds of thoughts and images are constantly trying to enter, bombarding it. If there is somebody in the house, the squatter doesn't just enter and make its home there. If there is somebody in the house, turn on the light, a thief, an invader, a squatter from outside will see that there is somebody in the house, will not go there. In an empty house, those kind of visitors are always lurking around to enter. But if somebody is in there, they are discouraged. Mantra, that's how mind, uh, mantra protects the mind by being in there. So once you are given a mantra by your guru, no matter where you are, no matter what you are doing, through your practice, your mind just keeps going to that. Your mantra is going in the background, it's repeating. And mere thinking about your mantra, no matter what your mind is engaged with, it comes back to yourself. Mantra reminds you of the sacredness of your life. When I think of my mantra, sometimes my, it takes my mind to that moment with my guru when I receive the mantra. It reminds me of the moment why I received the mantra. And actually it's a very, it's a, it's a science. Mantra is a science. It's a big science. There is a mystery also. If I just say these few words about a mantra and tell you this is what the mantra is, I'll be doing a disservice to this great mystery. When you are given a mantra, when you receive a mantra in a right way, you know that this mantra will be the last thing on my mind 
when I take the last breath in this incarnation. You are committing to a friendship. Mantra also, mantra, mitra. Mitra means a friend. Mantra is a friend that the guru gives to you, introduces you to. And this friend is for life. You cannot count on any friends, anybody in your life to be with you 24 hours in all the time, in all the spaces, no matter how dear they are to you. But this mantra that your guru gives to you and you receive in a right disposition, at least one thing is settled in life. Nothing is settled in life. You can't say, okay, this is good. Nobody is in your life is there with you for life. There is no guarantee. But there is a guarantee for this friend. As long as you turn towards it, this friend is always there. This friend is always there. Guru can introduce you to someone or some, something. Deepening that friendship is up to you. Deepening that friendship is up to you. You can keep that friendship, that introduction to a once in a while meeting for coffee or once in a while going for a hike, once in a while going for a dinner, or you begin to like that friend and you begin to fall in love. Once you fall in love, being around that person is not an obligation. It's not a chore. It's not a thing to do. You find any excuse to be around that friend. Just think about this. I'm just speaking in a plain language. It's just like that. Mantra, Mitra. Mitra is a friend. You fall in love, always thinking about that person. No matter where you are, no matter where you are going, you wish that person was with you. The day we really truly fall in love with our mantra. You begin to trust your mantra, your mantra begins to trust you. Life takes on a whole different meaning. Nothing seems impossible in life. You got a friend to hold your hand, no matter where you are. It is said you are never alone again after receiving a mantra. Mantra has its own personality. It has its own presence. It has its own quality, taste, touch, smell. The moment you think of your mantra, your body has a different sensation. So, 
when you get married, have children, grandchildren, it takes a whole different effect, life. Or you can just keep it casual on the surface, meet once in a while, or make a phone call, check in for a few minutes. So I would, those of you who are practicing with a mantra, look at your relationship with your mantra. And also, how can you deepen it? How do you deepen a love? You have been introduced to somebody and you begin to like him. You look at all their good qualities. You imagine good things. But if you begin to look all the bad qualities and all the trouble and all of it, then that doesn't go very far. But if you imagine good things, it deepens. Mantra Mitra. Mantra is that friend. So some people have received a mantra in some workshop or by our Google or just Google it up for this mantra. I'm not feeling very strong today. Now let's see what mantra is there to give me a little more oomph. It's not like that. Mantra for more prosperity, mantra for uh, healing and this and that, and there's a whole barrage of these things. There are mantras, but the how the mantra works, it's a mystery in itself. Just by repeating like a parrot doesn't bring the effect. When you are given your mantra by your guru, you are explained the meaning of your mantra. Syllables, those syllables are called bij mantra, bij. Bij means seed. Seed is very small. But within the little seed is hidden the whole banyan tree. Have you seen the seed of a banyan tree? It's smaller than a sesame seed. But within that seed is hidden the whole banyan tree that can spread so much that hundreds of elephants can take shelter under that huge tree. So mantra is small. It could be one syllable, two syllable, three syllable. the mantra that you practice with. It's a big sign, so I don't want to go into everything. There are many kinds of mantras. There are name of Nama mantra, name of different deities, Hare Krishna, Hare Rama, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Ganapataya. There are all kinds of mantras that are associated with the name of a particular deity. Japa mantra, in tantric traditions have bija mantra. Bija means sound, a seed. 
Om, Ang, Ring, Kling, like this. These are the Bija Mantra. Now, this, this is sound. Each alphabet has a sound, particular sound, that has a very unique frequency. Each Siddha Mantra, each syllable has a very unique frequency. And different kind of frequencies, different levels of frequencies cause different kind of effect. In actually, the, in the truth is everything they, in the in our creation is nothing but vibration. Everything is just vibration. Even this table, this computer, this cup, this glass, chair, you and me, we are all nothing but vibration of different density. Even the modern science has come to talk about it today. Mantra is vibration, sound is vibration. Once you begin to repeat your mantra in your mind, you don't even have to voice it. Mere thinking about it, a very subtle vibration begins to ripple through your being. The day you begin to repeat your mantra, every single cell of your body aligns itself to that vibration. Think about this, subtler than subtle, how subtle it is. You are just thinking, mere by thinking, some kind of subtle vibration is emerging within you. And every single cell of your body begins to resonate with that vibration. Can we be that still enough to even think about it, to imagine? Can we experience it? It happens. We just don't think about it and not just don't even think about it. We are deprived of experiencing. It's happening, but we are not still enough. We are looking for something else. We have some other image in our mind. We are going somewhere else. But this, what is happening here, we are deprived of enriching ourselves with that. Now, I'm sure I'm looking who is here. Most of you um, have practiced and you have been on this path for some time. For example, the Bija Mantra for Mahakali. Kring. Okay. You see it written down and you Google it and it's all over. 
what does Kali represent? Dispeller, dispeller of fear. Connecting with your inner strength to dispel fear. The moment you even think about that syllable, your mind is in tune with it. It thinks about that presence in you or around you, available to you. Mere thinking about that is accessible to me creates some effect in you. It's like the seed we sow, that's what we reap. If you get up in the morning all scared and all doubtful and resentful and this and that, that's the seed you are sowing throughout for the day to reap. But first thing in the morning, as you even think about once or twice of your mantra, depending on what your mantra your guru has given to you, mere thinking about that and being still, we sow that seed in our consciousness. We stay in the remembrance of it. And it keeps working in the background to better our life. You may have a mantra, somebody I met the other day said, oh, well, I received a mantra. It's written on a paper. I walk around with it in my pocket. I don't know what it means. But even just having that thing in the pocket had given that person something to hold. Okay, I got it. So we can have something like that. You may have given some seed, but you never got around to planting it because you didn't know you weren't given instruction, you weren't given support, you weren't given the right environment to take further with it. So at least something is there, but you could do a lot more. Knowing the meaning of your mantra, the effect of your mantra, doing it with the right knowledge in a right environment brings about a tremendous effect in our life. As I was saying that each seed mantra have a very peculiar vibration and that vibration causes change according to its attribute. So whatever mantra you have been practicing with, sometimes instead of doing, just getting on your beats, mala, and just start doing it, Sit with one, two, three syllables and just um, imagine its impact within you. I don't want to go too deep into it because um, I see there are many people who are not maybe not even familiar with this. So um, I just wanted to touch it today that if you are practicing with a mantra, no matter where you have received it from, 
look at it, that you have this seed. How do you sow it? How do you sprout it? How do you um, grow it? It kind of needs some kind of protection, needs some kind of environment. And sometimes weeds need to be pulled out. It's a gardener. A spiritual practice is like gardening. You're a gardener. Plant those seeds, grow them. Mantra Mitra. Mantra is a friend. Mantra Sutra. What is a sutra? Sutra means a thread. It connects you with the Guru and the Guru's lineage, the powerhouse of all the enlightened souls. Through this, through this energy flows towards you in the form of protection, guidance, inspiration. How beautiful it is to just even know that somebody's got your back. You're not alone, pushed in the corner vulnerable. You belong to a family of enlightened beings. It's there. It's there. If I truly call upon it with that vibration of my heart, it doesn't even require voice. It requires call from the heart. Our own ego sometimes doesn't give us permission to form that kind of relationship. We want instant effect. If it doesn't work, then oh, it's how we use it. Nothing is instant. It's not Tylenol that I pop it in and immediately the headache starts. It requires building a relationship. How do I strengthen that strong sutra, that connection? Strengthening any connection requires right kind of mind, right kind of thoughts, patience, Patience. Patience is important. Sometimes uh, we lose hope, we lose uh, trust because we don't get immediate result for certain things. So this is why in spiritual practice, satsang is important. Satsang means keeping the right company. To have somebody around us who can even just tell us, oh yeah, chill it, it's okay, be patient. Don't lose your trust, don't lose your hope. Keep making effort. 
And this is our dharma, like we call it Sunday satsang. When you gather together, when you talk to each other, even out of this setup, please pay attention to what kind of company, what kind of satsang are you being in that moment? Does your presence, do your words inspire the others? Inspire the listener? You are a spiritual practitioner. Those who come in contact with you are the little inspired to bring the spirituality in there. Anyway, mantra mitra, mantra sutra. Mantra is also a thread that connects us with the with something greater than us from where the energy, protection, guidance, inspiration flows towards us. Mantra is also an astra. Astra means a weapon, armor. It protects you. Protects you from what? From negativity. Now let's look into the psychology of this. How can it uh, protect me from negativity flowing towards me from outside? When some negativity is flowing towards you, you start flowing towards it. And you start reacting. And it all becomes, it becomes all about you. If I have practiced my mantra enough, have developed that kind of relationship, the moment I think of my mantra, I come back to myself. I come back to my core. Just like a turtle pulls its limbs in its shell. All that is being thrown at you gets deflected. That's just one simple little thing that the moment you come back to yourself, whatever is thrown at you will not have as greater impact. This is in a very simple way I explained it. The mantra is an astra. It can be some people get into Your mantra should not cause harm to anyone. Mantra is like energy that can be um, thrown at others too. But we don't do that. We just do some good with your mantra if you can. You have been practicing your mantra for long enough. Your, your mitra, your, you have developed that friendship. Sometimes you ask your friends to help somebody else. It's just like that. But if you have a good friend who will do anything for you, you don't ask him all the time for little things. So if, if you have your mantra, don't just think that, okay, now I got it. Now I can just start doing healing. No, it's not for that. It's something you have that once in a blue moon and your heart is moved and you want to, help somebody, you can do that too. 
just like you can ask a very good friend of you to help somebody else. It's like that. Anyway, Mantra Mitra, Mantra Sutra, Mantra Astra. Mantra is a mystery in itself, and it's something, just even two syllables, three syllables, four syllables, it can be a lifetime of work to know all about it. So your mind may say, wait, I got my mantra, now what? Now I'm going out to do some more research discovery. The research and discovery about your mantra is not done outside, it's done inside. It's not in the books. It's not in seminars. Yes, Babaji can sit and give a little inspiration, talk around it, but the real discovery, real research is done inside. And just learning how to do that research. Your guru is there, your ashram is there, your literature is there. So it's more about doing than going finding something more. So please pay attention to that tendency also. Through my uh, talks, I always keep encouraging for you to take a little time, clean up all these things that are going in your mind and all the aspirations and all the hunger for knowledge for more. I strive to encourage you to go deep in, in yourself, in the simplicity. The simpler you become, the more visible the effect of mantra becomes. Just even closing your eyes and thinking about the moment you truly received your mantra, just visit that moment. What was going on in your heart and mind? The aspiration you had to explore more about your life. Like that. Anyway, I can go on speaking about mantra and I just touched the tip of the iceberg today. Um, I would love to answer any questions anybody may have um, without making it too technical and complicated, some simple things, because this is not the forum for deep, uh, talk for the initiates. This is just a keep it introductory level. So I would love to hear if anybody has any questions, particularly those who don't have a mantra. If 